the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and hour number two is underway at nine minutes past ten o'clock on this Thursday, the fourth morning of the tenth month of the year of our Lord, 2018. Starting on the Senate side once again. Five days of public hearings, 65 private meetings with senators, more than 1,200 responses to written questions from members, more than 500,000 pages of documents for review the most produced for any Supreme Court nomination in our history. Some of the reasons why Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, gave for filing cloture so that we can have finally a vote on the Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, uh, and it should be coming in the next 24 to 48 hours. Now to the House side for reaction on that Senate side and more. Once again, Congressman Jim Jordan joins us on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Mr. Congressman. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you. Good to be with you as well. So uh, it's been a little bit since we've chatted. Uh, a lot of things have happened. And again, I'm looking at the other chamber right now for your reaction to what yeah. Is, yeah. has gone on. Senator Jeff Flake, last Friday after the uh, testimony we heard on uh, on Thursday, mm-hmm. said, I'm in. I'm a, vote for, uh, I'm a vote for Judge Kavanaugh. Then he gets cornered by a couple of George Soros operatives in an elevator carrying out a planned political hit and says, okay, I want to have an FBI investigation first. Well, we've had it. They're reviewing it today, and we're about to have a vote today. What's your read? I think Not today. Beg your pardon. They're going to vote tomorrow or Saturday. Excuse yeah, me. Sorry. Yeah, they're they're going to review it today. Uh, well, I, I certainly hope that uh, the, the vote is to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. I think he is, 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 is so qualified. I think he's a good man. And I also think Americans get, um, get basic fairness and appreciate uh, fairness. And what they see happening to Judge Kavanaugh, is just not fair, just not right, what's happening to him, what's happened to his family. So um, I hope he gets confirmed. I really do. Um, I think he's, uh, as I said, I think he's a good man. What does it mean if he isn't? 
to this country. Because uh, my, my fear, Congressman, is not just for Brett Kavanaugh and his family, which, by the way, has been an absolute travesty what has happened to his mm-hmm. family. I was so yep. proud of Lindsey Graham for standing up for him oh, in yeah. the wake of, uh, of everything that's happening to him. Uh, but, but beyond him, what does it say to this country in, in the future if this is the new norm? All you have to do is make unfounded, uncorroborated, non-evidence-based accusations against someone and destroy their, their opportunity and destroy their career, no. destroy their lives Terrible. i'm fearful for what this means going forward to everybody no it, but 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 it underscores this is why it is important that a good man get confirmed because if not the left will continue to get crazier than they already are i mean think about you could sum the left up today and, and i think in this this statement they applaud kaepernick they destroy kavanaugh that's what the left does i mean applaud kaepernick when he disrespects the flag embrace governor cuomo when he says america was never that great cheer on maxine waters when she says go out and harass people who are supporters of the president uh that's the crazy left today and if they're successful in stopping a good man a decent man a qualified man from going on the supreme court then you will get more of this crazy behavior and it will be harmful as you say bob for the entire country yeah it really will and then one more thought on this just from uh you know away from the political part of this you know the me too movement is obviously a very very powerful movement and and it has brought some very very bad people to you know to some semblance of justice whether yeah. it be in a court of law or a, you know destruction of their careers like harvey weinstein and things of that nature but um but but aside from the famous part of this you know again uh and i and i can't remember which senator said this but i i i feel, or no, actually president trump said it i beg your pardon congressman he said this is a very very dangerous time to be a boy in the united states of america if you're a teen age boy you know you don't even have to be in the same room with somebody to receive an accusation and if the and if the new mantra is believe women believe survivors believe accusers even absent evidence that's a dangerous time to be a male in america yeah it's 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 supposed to be equal treatment under the law it's supposed to be the rule of law it's supposed to be uh innocent until proven guilty and to prove someone guilty there has to be evidence there has to be corroboration there has to be you know real proof so um and i think it fits into this bigger concern so many americans have as i travel around the fourth district of ohio and i travel around the country i hear so many people talk about the double standard and typically they're talking about it in 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 the idea that there's one set of rules for us regular folks but a different set for the politically connected in washington you know the 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 clintons the comeys the lynch the learners the, the, uh, the Andy McCabe, different set of rules for, for those kind of folks. and But this all fits into this idea that it, there's supposed to be equal treatment under the law for every single American. It's called your constitutional rights. And, and I think that's the, the, the overall concern we have to have with, with so much of what uh, we see going on in Washington today. Are you concerned with the propensity for violence that so many on the left has uh, displayed? We've got ricin being sent uh, to to Washington D.C. into prominent Republican people's uh, uh, offices. We've got uh, doxing being done by by uh, staffers for Sheila Jackson Lee and exposing senators' private information uh, to the public. When we have already had senators, for example, Rand Paul being assaulted by his own neighbor, we a neighbor. We have we have people being assaulted and confronted and harassed, uh, you know, at the urging of Maxine Waters, at the urging of Cory Booker and others, to, to really get up in people's faces, and, and then they're taking these things to the next level, to, yeah. uh, to violence. I mean, I, I feel like they're, they're almost all just inciting street riots, uh, you know, in order to make their points. No, it's, it's, 
it is scary. It is sad for our country and the division that, that people on the left are causing with their comments, with their statements. Um, I think I may have shared with you, Bob, that, that my wife and I, Polly and I, got the, what I call the treatment uh, just just a few days back in June, just a few days after Maxine Waters first uh, did her first rant, where she said, "You go harass people at the at the gas station, at the at the uh, grocery store, at, you know, wherever she says the restaurant." Uh, a couple days later, my, my wife and I got the treatment, uh, where we had some lady start yelling, "Evil, shame, shame, Jim Jordan, shame," you know, the whole nine yards, and you know, it's just unpleasant. We would never do that. You and I would never do that. Uh, conservatives would not do that to to folks with a different political persuasion. It's just not just Americans are not supposed to behave that way. But unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of it now, and I, and I don't think it's healthy for the country. I really don't. Congressman Jim Jordan joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. A couple of other matters. Um, the president, you know, kind of lost in everything having to do with Brett Kavanaugh and the uh, scurrilous allegations being made against him by some very, very low-life uh, people. Uh, is the president's major achievement on trade with um, mm. with uh, Mexico and Canada. He promised, you know, he said coming into his, uh, you know, in, in, into his presidency that he would uh, get rid of NAFTA and replace it with a better trade deal, and it appears that he's done so. What can you say? Yeah, this is this is the president doing what he said. I mean, we, you and I talk about this all the time. Our job as a member of Congress is pretty basic: go do what you said, go do what you you were elected to do. The president's doing these regulations have been reduced, taxes have been cut. I go through this list: four point two percent economic growth rate. He said he was going to turn help turn our economy around. Lowest unemployment in twenty years. The conservatives on the court. Neil Gorsuch is there. Kavanaugh is going to go there. I believe in a couple of days. We're out of that crazy Iran deal, which he promised to do. He, he said he's going to put the embassy in Jerusalem. It is there. The hostages have come home from North Korea. And, oh, by the way, this week, he redid the NAFTA deal. That is a, that is a, this is, this is so refreshing for so many Americans to see the guy they elected president of the United States is doing what he said. That, that's how we're supposed to behave in this town. Unfortunately, that's not how the swamp typically behaves. And that's what's so frustrating for so many people here. But folks across the country, hardworking Americans, they appreciate what the president's doing. Well, that's that's not how the swamp has behaved because he's done all exactly. of this in spite of the swamp. He's done this in spite of of, of the most unbelievable opposition and obstruction, not just from you know his, his you know his uh, opponents on in the on the other side of the aisle, if you will, in Washington, but many in the in his own party, many in your party, yeah. who have resisted him, and obviously with the most vile, hateful media in the history of 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 American you know politics in terms of the way they treat the president. The fact that he's been able to do all of this with the help of some diehard supporters like yourself and others in Congress who believe in actually doing what you said and believing in conservative principles, the fact that he's been able to accomplish the list that you just ran down in the face of all of that is, I don't know, it's incomprehensible. It is. It's, it's phenomenal. And, and look, this is the election. Bob, this is the election coming up. The Democrats, they're the party of Kaepernick. They're the party of Cuomo and Maxine Waters and the radical left positions they have taken. Contrast that with the record of the president over the last 20 months, from NAFTA to Iran deal to tax cuts to a 4.2% growth rate, and say, who are you going to pick? And understand, if you pick the the Democrats, if they take the majority, that border security wall that we haven't got done yet, that will never get done. Welfare reform that we need to do for able-bodied adults requiring work before they get your tax dollars, that will never get done. That is the election. It is, And for, 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 for these folks to say, oh, these are about local races, local... No way. This you got to frame it up that that basic. Do you want the radical left position? Do you want to do, or do you want to, what you've seen the president accomplish in twenty months and the things we haven't got done yet? We're going to get those done if we if Republicans stay in power. But there is no chance they get done if Democrats take power. That is what this election is about. 
Speaking of the swamp, Congressman, um, you have been at the forefront of the fight against uh, corruption in the DOJ, along with Mr. Meadows, along with Mr. Nunez, and and several others. Uh, I don't think I've spoken to you since uh, the president then, can, you know, first scheduled and then canceled his interview with uh, Rod Rosenstein. It was supposed to be last Thursday, but of course we were all compelled by the uh, the Senate uh, uh, Judiciary hearing or, or meeting. Uh, where are you on that uh, with respect to Rosenstein's um, admitted? He says he was joking, but he doesn't deny saying that maybe we should and he should uh, audio audio record the president of the United States and then use what we get to try to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove him from power. Can Rod Rosenstein stay in the DOJ having said such a thing? He is scheduled to come in and speak to us uh, next Thursday um, under oath. Um, well, in a transcribed interview, which is, is, is like being under oath, it's, uh, with the court reporter and all there. So that's scheduled for next Thursday. I don't care if he was joking or not. The, the, the guy who, in effect, is running the Justice Department should not be saying in front of subordinates that he is contemplating actually recording the president's conversations in the Oval Office. I don't care. That, that, that's not even something you joke about. So if uh, we want to know who was in that room, who all heard it, so we can go talk to them as well. Um, but he's scheduled to come in and talk to us next week. We got some insight on a lot of issues yesterday from, from the former chief counsel, uh, counsel of the uh, FBI, Jim Baker. That was an interesting deposition where we learned lots of information about lots of other issues that, that I think are pertinent to uh, very, very important to this uh, investigation. But you can have that happening. And remember, Rod Rosenstein is the guy running the Justice Department. He, he's That's right. The, he's, the guy who, he's the guy who signed one of the FISA warrants, the third, uh, I believe the third renewal, on, on, on Carter Page. He is the guy who wrote the memo for firing Comey. He is the guy who named Bob Mueller. He is the guy who, according to some press reports, threatened members, uh, staff members on the House Intel Committee. And now we learn that he was, whether joking or not, was talking about actually recording the president's conversation. So he's got to come in and answer questions, and that's going to happen. That's scheduled to happen next uh, next Thursday. I'm asking you to make a leap here that maybe you you don't want to leap to, so if, if feel free to, to, to ignore it. But if the president does find, and if you guys find through your hearings that you hold and the testimony that you hear, that he did say these things, and and maybe you determined that he was serious about them, should the president fire him, given the fact that the left will immediately say there is no legitimate reason for this, this is just to shut down Mueller? Well, I think you just got to ask the question. If the guy running the Justice Department was serious about recording the conversation of the individual elected by the American people as commander-in-chief, if that happened, I think the answer is obvious. So that, that's why we gotta, that's why we got to talk to Mr. Rosenstein. We've got to find out who was in the room. We've got to ask him all the questions. But you cannot have the guy running the Justice Department talking about, it, particularly if it's done in a serious fashion, talking about recording the commander-in-chief's conversations when he's in the Oval Office with the Commander-in-Chief. That cannot happen in this country. It should not happen in this country. And if there was actual serious thought about doing that, that is wrong. Congressman Jordan, I appreciate your your candor on that. Congressman, uh, it's always a pleasure. Keep up your great work, and we'll catch up with you again next week, sir. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Congressman Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 1022. We'll get a traffic. Come back and get to your phone calls on AM 1420, The Answer.
All right, 1026, now the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420. The answer, as promised, we're going to go right to the phones, talk to uh, Michael Goldstein, my friend in Beachwood, who happens to be the husband of what I hope is the next U.S. congresswoman from the 11th District in uh, in the state of Ohio, Beverly Goldstein. Hey, uh, Michael, good to talk to you. What's going on, my friend? Good to talk to you, Bob. I'm just working on the campaign. <laughs> but, I know you are. I know you and I know Beverly is absolutely tireless. I'm sure it doesn't feel that way to her, but it, it, she 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 campaigns tirelessly, and she's doing such a great job. Well, uh, what can I do and, for you this morning? And we're in the inner cities all the time. But this call doesn't have anything to do with the campaign. It has to do with the philosophy of Republicans and Democrats about putting justices on the Supreme Court. Okay. To the Democrats, their philosophy is, this is a chance to get onto the Supreme Court a justice who will um, follow their political agenda and have outcomes that are Democrat and socialist-based. Outcomes is what the Democrats want, and they'll put on the court whatever justices they can who will give them those outcomes. The Republicans are not looking for outcomes. They're looking for a justice who will follow the Constitution and follow the law whichever way it takes them in an originalist sense. So conservatives may not be happy with everything that Justice Gorsuch or Justice Kavanaugh writes because they're going to follow the law as they see it, and they're not worried about the outcome, and sometimes that can get them in trouble with the Democrats So, um, and with the conservatives. So it's what the purpose of the Supreme Court is. To Democrats, it's to uh, further their political agenda. To Republicans, it's to... Um, keep the safety of the nation and the rule of law in place. I believe that's the difference. You know, that's very... I'm speaking as a lawyer here. And, and I respect that and, and appreciate that and concur with that as a non-lawyer, um, because that's exactly what I think we have seen. And that's what, you know, that's what Lindsey Graham, I think, uh, you know, really spotlighted in his very fiery, uh, statements last Thursday. You know, he said to tell, tell Kagan and Sotomayor, Lindsey said hi. I voted for them. Even though they, they, I think they represent what you just described, Mike. You know, they, they represent, um, outcome driven, uh, kinds of, of, of philosophies, uh, while, while making decisions on the bench. They are more politically activist and, and legislatively active from the bench than the judiciary is supposed to be. And that's what liberals like. And Republicans don't like it, yet they swallowed hard and voted for it because their judicial qualifications indicated that proper advice and consent would be to give the green light, even though they didn't like their politics and their activism, whereas conservatives and conservative-minded uh, jurists who are constitutional, uh, constitutionally driven as opposed to an originalists, uh, as opposed to being activists, um, you know, the, the left can't handle that. You know, the, the left does not want somebody that doesn't actually advance agendas based upon what they, you know, what they want to see, you know, decisions they want to see coming from the bench. They want to see a living constitution that changes yes. every change in the wind. Yes, that's a, that's very well said. That's a very great example. That's a great and, we, and they say that out loud too. You know, we got to change with the times. You know, this is outdated. They, the founders couldn't have foreseen this, so we've got to do this. We got to do yeah. that. And it's and, and that's exa- and that's why somebody like Brett Kavanaugh, in the same way that Neil Gorsuch was, uh, originalists who believe in the Constitution as written and and not trying to interpret it to change with the times and so on and so forth. That's why these people are so dangerous to them. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have a talk about sometime about due process, I'll be happy to do that. By the way. Bev is uh, now getting, uh, it's not mail, but it's uh, hate tweets and hate messages from people and phone calls, and uh, she just laughs it off. 
It's all it's, it's all based on lies. So well, of course, of, of course, of course it is. It's what Judge, they do. Judge Kavanaugh is getting just a little tiny taste. Oh yeah, exactly. And and of course, any anybody you know in Congress or in Beverly's case, who's running for Congress, anybody who is a moderate uh, moderately visible public figure, if you associate yourself with supporting Kavanaugh, supporting Trump, or anything you know close to that, you are going to be targeted with those kinds of hateful tactics. Michael, thank you so much. Appreciate your perspective, and it is good to get a lawyer's perspective. I wish you would do that more often. A lot of times, I'll say, "Hey, a lawyer, call me and tell me something," because I'm not a, I don't have a law degree. I'm doing this uh, off the, by the seat of my pants. So. So uh, good to have you. Uh, let's get news now. Come back in with more calls after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Don't be a fool anymore. This is it. The waiting is There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. 1035, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, the answer. You want to hear something that's not the truth? Just kind of funny. I'm going to play off of the bump back there. Um, you are experiencing the truth on AM 1420, the answer. That part is very accurate. That part is very true. Here's some. Here's an example of some untruths. I speak, of course, you know, and I'm going to continue to speak of this until he is actually sworn in and seated at the Supreme Court. Uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh responding to his accuser, uh, her, his primary accuser, of course, is Christine Blasey. For I, should we even bother mentioning Deborah Ramirez, whose story fell apart in like seconds? You know, to the point where the New York Times said, "Yeah, we're not even going to publish that one." <laughs> We've looked for dozens and talked to rather dozens and dozens and dozens of people looking for somebody who can corroborate Deborah Ramirez's last-second claim that he once exposed himself to her. We could find no one anywhere ever who recalls ever having been at a party near her or him uh so we didn't run with the story when the new york times refuses it that says something right um and then julie swetnick again she pretty much blew up her own uh, uh story when she uh told uh msnbc kate snow uh something very very different than what she says she turned in in a sworn affidavit to the senate judiciary committee she is completely non-credible the only one is is christine blase ford and her testimony last week of course one week ago today was marked by a couple of things her incredible um fear her her terror that she that she expressed by being called before this massive body of of uh, of important people who can decide the fate of people's careers and so on and so forth, and you heard her over and over and over again. If you watch those hearings, in that little childlike, broken, I'm scared out of my mind voice, um, and and it's it struck many of us as being just such an act. And a very, very bad one, because I could mimic it almost perfectly. But nobody could mimic it, as well as actor, voice actor Rachel Butera, who went on Twitter almost immediately after Dr. Christine Blase fraud was done. And in 57 seconds... She nailed every single bit of the voice and the motivation behind it. Just to show you how un 
credible. I don't want to say incredible because uh, you know it can be taken a different way, but how non-credible Christine Blase Ford's little scared little girl voice uh, was uh, at that Senate uh, Judiciary hearing. I want to play this for you. It's 57 seconds. She's a Star Wars voice actor or actress, Rachel Butera, explaining what Dr. Ford did here. Listen to this. I don't know if anybody is listening to the Dr. Blasey Ford testimony about Brett Kavanaugh, but this is how I sound. I know it's a surprise to even me that I talk this way and I'm a doctor and a grown woman. I sound like I'm still back at that high school party. Um, I can't help it. I just have this kind of a voice uh, like a baby, even though I'm a doctor and I'm on this media circus political stage and I have kids myself that I don't know why I speak with vocal fry um but you can listen to my testimony and hear that a grown woman sounds this way Dr. Blasey Ford thank you (laughs) um that went viral Almost immediately. I have not played it on the program until today because I just, you know, we're getting down to, you know, to zero hour here. Um, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has filed cloture. Uh, we're going to have that vote either tomorrow or Saturday, probably Saturday, based on the rules of the Senate. Um, and it, it cannot be stated enough that Christine Blase fraud is a liar right down to her voice. That is not how she speaks. That is not how she talks in her normal life. She is putting on a show, trying to sound... You heard what she described it as, the uh, voice actress there. It's called vocal fry. It's something that teenage girls sometimes speak with. She tried to make herself sound like she's still an innocent, victimized teenage girl who's putting herself back in that place where she was being pinned down and held against her will by that nasty, mean, evil, would-be rapist Brett Kavanaugh. So she put the vocal fry together with the broken pauses in her words in order to make herself like sound like the most sympathetic victim in the history of the world. It didn't work, liar. There was a um, there was one response to this, by the way, that I wanted to share uh, from somebody who knew her from for a long time, who said this drove me absolutely nuts. That's not the way she talks. It has been years since I've seen her, so maybe her voice has changed, but that is definitely not the way I remember her talking. And that's because she is putting on a performance, trying to sound like a vulnerable little teenager with vocal fry and, and, and pauses in between her words to try to sound like she's about to cry, but she couldn't make herself cry because she just wasn't good enough. All right, uh, to the phones. Uh, once again, Todd in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Todd, go right ahead. Yo, Bob. Well, Yo, Todd. Actually, Christine Blasey Ford sounded like a teenage girl. The woman that you just played, Rachel somebody, sounded like she was ill. And she has something stuck in her throat. I don't think they sounded the same. 
Oh, I do. I'll, I'll go back and find some of the Ford testimony, and you'll if you listen to the two of them together, I mean, that's almost spot on. Uh, and, 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 and the most important part, though, by the way, is exactly what you just said. Regardless of whether this was spot on or enough or not, Blase Fraud tried to sound like a teenage girl. Instead of speaking like a grown professional, Ph.D.-holding psychologist, uh, which she's not, by the way. She's not a licensed psychologist in the state of California, so that part of it was a lie. But she does have a Ph.D. She is a professional woman who is used to speaking before large groups. And for her to sit there and be, I not this is, you know, for her to do it the way that she did it, uh, is it was obviously an act. No matter no matter what you think of uh, the impression there, what she did was clearly an act. But go ahead. Well, she wasn't convincing to me at all. But more important to me, of more importance to me, is that six cases have now been argued in front of the Supreme Court this session. And the federal government, as I was mentioned before, mm-hmm. owes, the, owes the American citizens nine competent justices on that bench ready to hear those cases so that they can so that they could give feedback, so that they could go back and sit down or stand up with their clerks, which they have chosen to argue as to whether these cases should go one way or the other, and we don't have one there, and that bothers me. Particularly two cases. Madison versus the state of Alabama, who I do not know, but I, I understand is a death penalty case, should have the full the full opportunity of nine justices hearing this man's case. And one that is personally personal to me, although I'm not involved in the case, is Westinghauser versus the um, Fish and Wildlife Service. We need to really know more about what's going on with the Fish and Wildlife Service, and we need to be better citizens of our land. In this case, I have read... I'm not directly connected to it, but it's personal because I'm care about the well-being of our, our food supply. <laughs> so having said that, this is what we really should have issue with. Nine justices are owed to us. This should be done by now. This is disgraceful. Well, you know what? I could not disagree uh, with a word you said, uh, Todd. You're 100% right. They do owe us uh, the full nine-member court uh, so that they can make the decision and, and actually have not have a tie. We cannot Plus have these clerks. kinds of things hanging in the balance. I'm sorry? Plus their clerks. Plus, the yeah, cler- exactly the clerks right. Have, the, clerks have, the clerks have a lot of influence on how a case goes because the justices go back. Well, they do the research, yeah. yeah. They, that's that's yeah. exactly correct. They're the ones who do the research for the justices. And so uh, to not have the full body of staff there, I completely concur, uh, whether it's about those two cases or, or all of them. And and this is the thing, Todd, you know, and, and, and uh, you, you know what, you and I have had some times we've agreed and times we've disagreed on some things, uh, but, but I think we agree on this. What the Democrats want is two years of an eight-person court. They want this seat held open, like Lindsey Graham said. They want it held open until 2020 when they hope they can elect the Democrat president and then have somebody appoint a liberal to that spot. Because it doesn't matter if it's Brett Kavanaugh or if it's Amy Coney Barrett or if it's any of the other 24 people who are on the president's 25-person shortlist of of, uh, uh, Supreme Court candidates. Um, they're going to try to torpedo each and every one of them to keep this open for, for the next two years. And that would be a direct affront uh, to all, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, American political norms, and it would be an assault on anybody who actually has a case pending before that court. I don't believe that's what the Democrats want. I do not believe that. I do not believe that. But what, what, what's clear, what, what is clear to me in, in the evidence, and I, you've heard me say this before, all proof has evidence, but all evidence does not equate to proof. What is clear to me in the evidence, which is equating to proof, is neither side is taking serious consideration the well-being of the public and the, and the responsibilities of the federal government, because it never should have gone this far.
That's what I believe. I don't understand your logic there. How do you say neither side? The Republicans aren't holding up their own Republican president's nomination. The Republicans want to get it confirmed and done. The Republicans caused a problem a while back when the other guy, that uh, Merrick Garland, that Obama had nominated, and prior to him, Okay, but you're talking. No, you're talking about you're talking about apples and rocket ships. You know this because that was a presidential campaign year, and it was just a few months away from the election where the people would decide, per the Joe Biden rule, uh, per, would decide who gets to, to fill that spot. And the American people went to the to the polls, and and it came out that Donald Trump gets to fill that spot. Don't try to confuse that one with this one. Now I think you're being a little politically dishonest. Go back to no, what right. I said a moment ago, Todd. Hold on though. When you said you disagree with me that they don't want to keep it open until 2020 why do you say that what do you think they are trying to do when do you think they will green light a donald trump appointee between now and 2020 because i say never you think they will well didn't gorsuch go through very relatively easy but but gorsuch was replacing scalia a conservative with another conservative they were okay with this is kennedy this is the swing vote this is the one where they cannot afford to have a conservative and a really true conservative i'm sorry didn't Kavanaugh clerk for Kennedy, and isn't he in good favor with Kennedy? Yes, he did. So did Gorsuch. Okay. So did Gorsuch clerk for Kennedy. <laughs> so, so, so what's your point? So what's your point? My, really my point is open your eyes, man. Open your eyes. Did you not see the left have all of their, their, their placards and their websites created long before the name Kavanaugh was announced? And they just, they bought all of these domains, stop blank now, and they, they bought stop Coney Barrett now, they bought stop Kavanaugh now, they had placards made, stop so and so, they were just filling the blank. Anybody that Donald Trump names, we're gonna stop. That, how can you not think that they don't want to hold this seat open to 2020? They will not vote for anybody Donald Trump names if George Washington came back from the dead and he said, George Washington, father of the country. They would say no because he is being appointed by Donald Trump. How can you possibly not see that? What the point is that I'm making is that they're both being irresponsible because this should not be a position that is made on political belief. This should be a position based on a person's ability to convey and understand arguments. Again, you're assigning equal blame. Uh, Todd, you're assigning equal blame and, 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 and responsibility to both parties when both parties are doing exact opposite things. You, you, it just can't. That, that, uh, i got to let you go. That makes no sense. That makes zero sense. The Republicans are indeed doing that. Donald Trump is appointing and nominating a constitutionalist that's it, a constitutionalist who happens to be from the conservative party, and and they are all ready to vote for him, and the Democrats are trying to stop any constitutionalist from getting there because that blows a hole in everything that, that is on their agenda when things come before the Supreme Court, including Roe versus Wade. They don't want a constitutionalist. They don't want an originalist. They want a liberal activist who will continue to greenlight the things that they find important. How you can see two different sides doing two different things and assign the same level of blame to them for putting us into this situation where we don't have somebody on the court is simply beyond comprehension simply beyond comprehension they have they have the, the job of the senate lest we forget is supposed to be provide advice and consent based on the qualifications only of a supreme court nominee are they qualified for the position? Not do I agree with their judicial or their uh, political philosophy or ideology, but are they qualified? This was, and I can't remember, it might have been Professor Adler, or it might have been law professor and lawyer Peter Kersenow, 
but one of them said to me way back in the Gorsuch process of this, that the reason the advice and consent portion of this was written into the Constitution, where the Senate gets to have a say, is to stop a president from going rogue and appointing somebody wholly unqualified, like one of his golfing buddies that he wants to give a job to, that he wants to put in this position uh, to get favors from. You have to pick somebody who's qualified, and that means their time on a federal bench or their time in the in a, in a federal uh, um, uh, uh, lawyer's position, a prosecutor's position, uh, somebody from the Justice Department, something you know that that proves their qualifications, hey, Bob, and that you're not holding. Hey, why is that playing? Before. Can we kill that, please? Um, lost my train of thought now. Uh, but uh, yeah, oh, the the golfing thing. Yes, yeah, said uh, just so he doesn't appoint a golfing buddy, and then it gets to go through. The Senate has to confirm somebody's qualifications. Brett Kavanaugh is eminently qualified, as was um, was uh, Neil Gorsuch. And so, if what they're doing right now is one hundred percent a delay and stall tactic by the left, so that they can find some other uh, or get another Democratic president in twenty twenty to appoint some other liberal to that spot on the bench. Okay, uh, went way too long there. We'll get out now. We'll get a traffic. Come back. Get a few more phone calls on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. All right, 1054, final segment of the Bob France Authority. Six minutes of outstanding awesome left for you before Mike Gallagher, Prager, Medved, Seculo, Elder, and Walsh take you through the rest of the day and night right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Don't forget, if you're looking for new ways to listen to us, in addition to whkradio.com, you know we have a free mobile app no matter what kind of phone you have. Just look in your app store or Google Play Store for 1420, The Answer. And also, if you have one of the Amazon uh, Echo devices, uh, just tell Alexa. You have to enable the skill. Go into your uh, app and enable the skill, and then you can just say, Alexa, play The Answer Cleveland. The Answer Cleveland, and this show, or whatever show is on the air right now on AM 1420, The Answer will pop right up on your uh, personal assistant device. I do it every morning. I do it every single morning. I'll say, Alexa, or actually, I've renamed mine because I don't like that. Uh, never mind. Uh, but anyway, um, I'll, I'll just say, Alexa, play The Answer Cleveland, and I'll get Hugh Hewitt come on right uh, just blasting through my family room kitchen and so on and so forth before I do the radio show every day. So uh, it, it really works perfectly. It's the best way to listen to radio anymore. It's almost uh, better than actual radio. Greg is calling us from Aurora on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting, Greg. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Bob. Just absolutely love your show. Uh, thanks Thank for you. playing that clip. Uh, thanks for playing that clip of that actress imitating Dr. Blasey Ford. When I watched those hearings, I was just stunned at her vocals. I would like, I'm surprised nobody has recorded her teaching, right? Because she's a professor and posted how she actually sounds in real life. If you heard any interviews or anything other than that, travesty of uh, of a hearing with her well you know the the chances are there is plenty of video on the internet of her speaking in normal tones and that's why she scrubbed all of her website she scrubbed her facebook she scrubbed her twitter she deleted her account so nobody can find anything of her or about her on her entire um uh online profile 
and and she probably has pictures of there of her in exotic locations when she flew to various vacations. But that would, of course, fly in the face, no pun intended, of her claim that she can't get on an, get on an airplane and come to D.C. because of what Brad, Brett Kavanaugh did to her. So everything that about her life that we could find online to disprove her statements, or in this case, her sound, her tone, etc., you know, she got rid of. So, you know, they did their homework. They knew full well that, uh, they, you know, they were going to get called out for a lot of this stuff, so they did their best to hide, uh, hide everything that they could. Right, but you think there's got to be at least one conservative student in her classes that could have could have released something. It just... It's well, I'm hoping you're right. You know, I really am. I'm, ho- I'm hoping you're right, you know, because they continue to find, find out more information about her and her associations and her friends, including the one that she helped prepare for the polygraph exam, who is a 17-year FBI operative. You know, you didn't think it was just coincidence that they were screaming, have the FBI investigate, FBI, FBI, FBI. Her best friend in life is a 17-year FBI operative who probably has the connections to get the, uh, you know, the investigation to go her way, if you will. So more of that is coming out after the fact. Uh, Conservative Treehouse has done great investigative work on that. So let's hope that somebody, like you say, uh, can investigate that very thing and, and find actual, uh, uh, you know, uh, normal speaking tones and voices for her that would really belie the, the show she tried to put on last Thursday. Uh, Esther in Cleveland, you're next. Hi, Esther, go ahead. Thanks. Several thanks related to outcome-driven, of course, whose who's side. Uh, this morning on Hugh Hood, I heard the title of a book, Men in Black, but that's the exact same title as Mark Levin's. I don't know if they're two different books, uh, but uh, when I hear on Salem the name Justice Kennedy, most often people will follow up and say he was a disappointment. Uh, I, I relate to that because of some of his statements in regard to uh, sodomy. Even Ginsburg, there's a quote in Mark Levin's book that she thinks that sometimes it's okay to depart radically from the Constitution. I think, well, state law, the Amendment 9th and 10th, it's supposed to be state law. It's not supposed to be the court overruling state law. Well, let me interrupt there, Esther, because we're short on time here. But you're 100% right about outcome-driven uh, judicial philosophy and ideology, and that is exactly what the Republicans are trying to stop and what the Democrats are always engaging in. Uh, that's where I've got to end this because I'm out of time. Mike uh, Gallagher is coming up next, so stay right here on AM 1420, The Answer, and join us tomorrow for a free-for-all Friday. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.